We would like to acknowledge the Ngunnawal and Ngambri people who are the traditional custodians of the land on which Wurundjeri is created. We pay respects to elders past, present and emerging. We acknowledge that the name Wurundjeri was taken from the Wadi Wadi Nation without permission and we are striving to do better for future reconciliation. Welcome back to Good Morning ANU. Uh, good morning, ANU. <laughs> Should we introduce ourselves? I'm Sophie again. And Way I'm Harshita. And you're Harshita. Vibes. Um, yeah, and like we said before, my favorite color is blue, and I'm a Virgo, and it's Friday morning, and you're also a Virgo. I am. That's crazy. Yep, my birthday's exactly in one month. Exactly my month. September, <gasps> September 11th, 12th. So in a month and a day. Today doesn't count. It's Friday. But you're like, I would much rather be born on September 12th than September 11th. Mm-hmm. Never forget. Anyway, uh, we're back with some news this morning for Good Morning ANU. Uh, do you want to read the first one? I'll read the first one. Uh... This news is stuff that I was looking at last night in preparation that I thought was important to share with everyone listening to the radio this morning. First up, Canberra rated sixth best city to visit in Australia by Australians. So that is only by Australians who already live in Australia. And, you know, it's out of the whatever 10 cities we have. Market research company Roy Morgan recently asked 14.6 million Australians over the age of 14 where they would like to spend at least one night within the next two years. 2.8 million people picked Melbourne, which is kind of not a surprise at all. Uh, What is a surprise is Gold Coast was just in front of Sydney, um, which was third. Uh, Brisbane and Hobart were next. And after Hobart was Canberra, which doesn't look too great for Canberra, to be honest. I I don't know. As the capital, being sixth... But uh, Peak Tourism Body, Canberra Region Tourism Leaders Forum, Control F, says the survey doesn't reflect the full picture because many of Canberra's visitors come from nearby on the back of spontaneous decisions and not those thought about two years in advance. So, okay, I want to ask you, where do you think you would want to go in Australia? If you had to pick your, your next vacation spot in Australia? Um, probably Gold Coast. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I really want to go there because, like, me and my roommates have been planning for a month to, like... Where are we going after the semester? Yeah, why? What's like... Beachy vibes, it will be summer, so... Beachy vibes, yeah. So fair. I only found out, like, maybe two months ago that the Gold Coast is the name of a city. Like, because 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 we've got the South Coast, which is a group of towns, and we've got the Central Coast, which is, like, a group of towns. And if you say the blank coast, mm. I'm picturing the coast, like a, a group of cities... And my friend from Queensland this year was like, the Gold Coast is one city. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds messed up. They need to change that. Because how are you going to do that? Anyway. Um, Dr. Marshall, who is someone that is on the board that I haven't got that info up. Dr. Marshall says, it's a great result for the capital. Uh, nonetheless, even if it could be better. Key to the tourism forum's lobbying efforts to bring up Canberra's clout, is a new convention centre at least three times the size of what we've got at Exhibition Park in Canberra. We're losing millions of dollars not having a new convention centre, he says. Um, do you reckon he's right? Like, do you think, do you think the thing Canberra really needs is a new convention centre? Um, 
it's not a necessity. I could say that. Yeah. I don't know if I would I would say it's like the essential that yeah. we're missing. So I, like what do you think we do need in Canberra? That we sh- what should we be lobbying for? Yeah. Because I was, I mean, I was, uh, you know, making notes about it. I reckon top of my list, mm-hmm. Disneyland. Oh, my God, yay. Disneyland Canberra would be, in my, in my mind, definitely good for tourism. Um, second was a, a beach, which, to be honest, <laughs> I wrote that down yesterday and you're telling me you want to go to the Gold Coast, Gold Coast because of the beachy vibes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we need in Canberra, yeah. I think. So, um. Yeah, Disneyland, a beach. What else? Um, maybe I don't know. Some kind of fucked up little dessert that's like native to Canberra. You know, like street food from different parts of the world. I want something that's just Canberran, oh, yeah. like a cinnamon roll or something. That kind of already exists. It would have to be something that doesn't currently exist. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. Next up in news. ANU journalist is turning to rock. Dr. Matthew Fertig, a PhD graduate from the ANU Research School of Earth Sciences and beloved member of the university community, recently died unexpectedly at just 35 years old in March. At Willetics Memorial Service, which captured his sociable American spirits, hundreds of guests sang along to his favorite party tune, Red Solo Cup, which is particularly crazy because i have been listening to that song all month i have as well that was great i read that and yeah. i was like that's been on my spotify playlist <laughs> in the days following the service fellow petrologist and former phd school supervisor dr anthony burham had another idea about how to honor Valentine. one evening after med service i was thinking i wonder what his ashes would transform into under a high pressure experiment like those he used to do for his PhD. Bunhan recalls, I thought I'd bet Matt would have been interested to try that out. He wanted to produce a rock that resembled a diamond. However, he wasn't certain how long it would take to successfully turn ashes into something like a diamond. I mean, yeah, how long could that take? To be sure, Burnham did a trial run with his own grandmother's ashes. That's crazy. Yeah. I read that. I was like, how? I'm sorry. Like, well, no, it's actually really sweet. It's actually really sweet to, I mean, to, to be like, I want to do this with my mate. And just to test it out, I use my own grandmother's ashes first, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> like, I don't know. But I, I mean, anyway. Yeah. And after processing and pressurizing the ashes, Burnham left it to cook overnight. The next day, he discovered our precious gem in its place. That's so crazy. It's, it's nice. Yeah. It's nice. And I read the thing and it was like he, he checked with the guy's friend before he even asked his wife because he was like, am I being crazy by <laughs> doing this? Which was – I'm glad he was self-aware because it's, yeah. it's a pretty crazy thing to do. But it's uh, pretty sweet. Yeah. What item would you want to be turned into when you die, Sophie? Yeah, I, I was definitely thinking about it after this. I guess it depends what's possible. Mm-hmm. At the time, what where science will have gotten to by then? Yeah. Um. 
my I don't know. My first thought was like a waffle, because <laughs> I don't really. I don't think an ashes waffle <laughs> would be good. But uh, like spiritually, I kind of. Oh, uh, I guess if, if, if it's something you'd want to last. Mm. Well, September birthstone is a sapphire, so let's start there. Um, I don't know if you can make a sapphire though. You know my first thought. I wanted to be turned into a tulip, fruit, tulip flower. I'm like, oh, that's so no. nice. <laughs> that's not possible. <laughs> yeah, but have you it actually? Have you seen the things where where a company would take I don't know either your roommates or your ashes or something <laughs> fucked up, but um, will put you into a tree like a seed, oh. and then you plant the tree, and it's like Cinderella how she goes to the like mm. tree of her mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you can make a person into a tree, mm-hmm. which is a really nice thought because then. They grow and they're there and so I rock with that. Yeah. Good answer. Better than waffle, I think. Third piece of news. Uh, get excited. Solo introduces hard solo. Solo, the beloved sweet and tangy lemon soft drink, is taking a bold step by introducing hard solo, an alcoholic version of the iconic beverage. This sounds a lot like an ad, <laughs> I just realized. <laughs> uh, which we don't even know if it's good, so it's not an ad. Each 375 milliliter can contains four... I think the article I was reading might have just been an ad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. 4.5 alcohol content, about 1.3 standard drinks. Um, I don't know how I feel about this. Actually, I was at Woolies a week ago, and I saw they also have solo-flavoured deodorant. Really? They do. They have done that. That's something they've done. Wow. So, in comparison... I prefer them making hard solo than like solo deodorant, you know, but I don't know. I'm excited to try it. Do you reckon I was going to ask you if there are other drinks you reckon like hard making drinks into hard drinks seems to be a trend. I don't know if I hate it. Milk? Milk. Milk seems like a good (laughs) option. Hard milk. Kind of Bailey's Irish cream. Have you ever tried? No, I've not. Is it good? It, I can't speak on it because my only experience was like drinking it at like four in the morning for college, stupid shit. But like, it's pretty good. Mm. It's really, it's good, but it's sort of too good. Because like if alcohol tastes too good and too much like chocolate milk Mm -hmm. for Baileys, you do not realise how much of it you're drinking. Yeah. Definitely. You know, and it's it's not even good for you. It's not good to drink, to binge drink a lot of alcohol or to binge drink a lot of milk. Yeah. To, to do both is like, it's, it's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy. And I also have down here, my pick for a drink to turn, to turn alcoholic, hard vodka, question mark. Let's just, let's double it up. Vodka squared. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Definitely would go for hard vodka. Yeah, if I well, if I saw it, I'd be like, "What the fuck is hard vodka, though?" Like, I don't know. But I think there's a lot of opportunity. But people ask. I feel like do you ever like you'll get asked a question like this, and you'll forget every drink in existence. Mm, yeah. So you be like, "What what drink do you think we should make alcoholic?" Just as a conversation start, and you're like, "I've actually forgotten <laughs> any liquid in the world." So just give me a second to remember. Um, sparkling water. Let's start there. Let's make a list. Hard chai latte, can't decide. Mm. I think I think with stuff like that. Bubble tea. Bubble. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. 
I think, okay, bubble, oh my God, I'm gonna get a bubble tea after this. Oh. It's gonna be so delicious. Um, the thing with bubble tea, amazing concept, <laughs> amazing concept. I think it's one of those things where it's like, either it's not gonna work and you're gonna be like, whoa, or it's gonna work way too well yeah. and it will be way too drinkable. And you'll be like stumbling home from char time. Be like, <laughs> oh, that we did too much, we did too much. Um, all right, should we do our last piece of yeah, news so for this week? Wendy's American chain fast food to open 200 restaurants in Australia. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, the group CEO, Ron Bellamy, said Wendy's was a good fit for Australia given the savvy nature of the Australian consumer. Do you agree? <laughs> it's pretty nice of him to say. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. Like, kind of put that in there because I was interested. I was like, no way. But I don't know how I feel. We've got a lot of fast food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eager to try it. But I think also, like, a lot of the time, fast food ends up being different than it is in America. It like, it, it, I don't know. I've heard the thing of, like, KFC is just different in Australia. Yeah. So... I don't know how I feel. Also, I feel like they brought Taco Bell to Australia and they they did like three. Mm-hmm. They were like a quote unquote chain, but they have like three restaurants. Oh. But there's like, it's like you can go to the one in Sydney City. It's just in the busiest place in yeah. the entire city. Yeah. Takes quite a long time to get your order. Yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately, because of Sydney lockout laws, it's also like the only place open past 9 p.m. Yeah, for real, for real. I saw, really? a mo- I, for real, I saw a movie with my friends on a Saturday night, mm-hmm. and after we're like, let's go. In- we have to go past the city to get home anyway. Let's go to Chinatown and let's get some food. It's like nine p.m. There were no restaurants open. <laughs> um, Sydney, global city, we love it. Anyway, um, we had some technical diff- difficulties at the beginning, so I reckon we'll probably wrap up around now to finish by 10.30 and we could do that. All right. Well, um, good inaugural episode. We had some ups and downs, but overall, it's a good good one and happy Friday. Yeah. Yeah? Have a good weekend, you all. Yeah, have a good weekend. Bye.